On today's episode, we bring on special guest Derry Spain to discuss NBA superstars and how their teams fare when they score 40 or more points. We then get into some NBA player rankings and break down our top 15s. And then me and Miles wrap up with a indoor and outdoor food draft. Enjoy. So we're here with our first guest on the pod, Derry. Welcome, Derry. What's up, boys? Welcome, um, welcome. So, little background. The other night we were watching the Jake Paul and ATS fight, me, Derry, a couple of our other friends, and Derry started talking about uh, – this all started from, like, we were talking about where Devin Booker ranks in the league, and we'll get into rankings a little later, but Derry came up with this list. Um, I'll let him explain it, but I thought, it was super, I thought it was super interesting. Yeah. Um, he typed it all out, did some good research, so I figured – It'd be great to get him on and talk about it a little bit. Um, but you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, yeah. So a little background. Me and Phil have been boys since high school. Um, played basketball together. Uh, and basically, we talk ball all the time. And so over the years, I'm a big Celtics fan. Like, from Boston. And basically where this idea came from, I'm going to take like a minute here. Anytime I watch the Celtics, I'm like a diehard fan. I I like I noticed that anytime like Jason Tatum goes off because he's like the best player, I'm always like, damn, Celtics literally always win when this dude goes off. Like, it, and it's just like I never looked up the stats or anything. I was like, this dude, whenever he has thirty plus forty plus a good efficiency, the Celtics, it feels like they always win. But I never really looked into it. And I've noticed over the years too when I've seen like, oh, Devin Booker had a big game. Like half the time, it seemed like the Suns would lose, and I'd be like, all right, like yeah, Devin Booker's a bucket. But, like, I, like, how much does he really affect his team winning? And, anyway, to get to what Phil was saying, on Saturday, we're watching the Jake Paul fight. We're talking NBA, like we always do. And we got into Devin Booker's ranking in the league. And I took a stance basically against Phil and our other two friends. And I said, I think he's kind of overrated. And they were like, nah, he's not overrated, this, that, whatever. Um, and I don't think – and I'm not trying to say he's a bum or anything. Like, Devin Booker's obviously a beast. But – I said, I think he's kind of an empty stats guy. And I think he's kind of been that for a lot of his career. Example, he scored 70 points in a game against the Celtics and they lost. Like, I know there's been other losses in NBA history where they scored 70, but like, I don't know. I know a lot of those are back in the day, like the 70s and the 60s. So like, I don't know how much I really look into that. Anyway, after that night on Sunday, I got up and I was like, let me look into this theory of mine of when a real superstar, in my opinion, And I did this for, like, the top 15 players in the league. I said, let me look at every, like, top 15 players' record when they score 40-plus. I'm looking at their career win-loss records, and this includes playoffs, I'm pretty sure. And I know Miles completed my list at the end here. But I do want to read a couple, like, interesting things from it. I'm going to run down the list. So, Joel Embiid in his career, when he scores 40, he's 33-9. and Dominant. Sixers basically always win. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of feel that too. Like in a bar, like if Phil comes up to me, like like when we talk ball at like bars all the time, if Phil comes up to me, he's like, yo, D, like Joel Embiid had 45 and 15 tonight. I'm like, 
you don't even need to tell me the score. I know Philly <laughs> won by like 20. Like you don't even need to you don't even need to tell me. So that's the first guy. Uh Jimmy Butler. He has a way less way smaller sample size. Uh he only has 16 40 point games, but he's 13 and 3. And everyone that watches the NBA knows his 40 is loud, bro. Yeah. Like every time Definitely. we play off that dude scores 40, it's like my you know Miami. I'd be interested to know how many of those are playoff games. Oh, too. probably a lot. I, I, I have I have the number for you. Oh, okay. So of, right. of the sixteen, eight of them are in the playoffs. Eight are regular season games. Oh, okay. Nice. And I mean, it's crazy to think, considering that I see he had, he had, he's played in uh, one hundred twenty one career playoff games compared to seven hundred fifty four regular season games. So like. That yep. just exemplifies like, like the, the playoff, the playoff Jimmy, and how he just elevates his game in the playoffs. Like it's it's a real thing. It's not even sure. something you can deny. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'll keep going on the list here. Dame thirty nine and twenty, like basically doubled up in wins over losses in forty point games. Dude's got fifty nine, which is crazy. <laughs> I didn't think his record would be that good, but but dude's a bucket. AD twenty four and eight in career forty point games again tripling up his his wins over losses. I guess that just shows how good he is when he's healthy. Yeah, facts. like if he can when if he can be at his, at his scoring over forty, yeah. like just shows how dominant he is for sure. Yeah, and I thought his number would be a little lower too. I yeah. thought he'd be in the yeah. second group. That I'm going to read you guys uh, Tatum twenty three and four, which that perfectly in my yeah. head. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Like that's yeah. that's exactly how it feels. Uh, Miles, do you want to? You have Steph, Harden, Brian, Katie's full numbers because I don't want to like. If you have their, their full things, then you can do them. I have Giannis. Yes. Giannis is 31-15, so he again he more than doubles his his wins than losses. But go ahead, Miles, with them, those four. Yeah. So kind of- Harden, his numbers is actually ridiculous. He's had hundred and one career forty point games. He's seventy nine and twenty two in those games. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Which is, which is ridiculous. And, like, it's also a crazy idea because I guess, like, the notion or the, the argument against Harden is that, like, at least in, the, in previous years, like, you can't, you can't win that way, um, which, I mean, has proven to be true, like, in the playoffs. But regular season-wise, he's won 75% of his games. I think if my, if my math adds up right, maybe, like, 80%. 80% of his games um, yeah. in which he scored 40-plus 40, 40 points. So, Obviously, you can win that way regular yeah. season, but it hasn't translated to, to playoffs. But that's still uh, to have that many 40, 40 career forty point games is is ridiculous. Um, next, Bron. He's cu- now go ahead. No, not to cut you off. And I know this isn't like an end all be all stat, but I thought it was like a good indicator of like if your if your star is really a superstar when they're at their best scoring the ball and then playing efficient, like your team should win. Your team so should be winning games. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, next is Bron. He's 60 and 14. We have yes. Steph is 51 and 11. And KD, I'm surprised he didn't have more actually, but he's 44 and 21. Um, so the same, all close to the same number of losses as Harden. Um, and 20, about yeah. that 25, 35 less less wins. Um, I'm surprised. The argument isn't made for KD. Yeah, the argument isn't made for KD when 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 he goes off and his team not having success. Yet that's the thing with Harden, yeah. and is it completely true? And but, I, I wonder what I wonder what KD's record would be if it was 30 plus. I wonder if it would be a lot better. 
probably would. Yeah. I mean, he's averaged 30 like four times in his career, so sorry, let's say yeah. his career. But I feel like it'd be good. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't be, know if this is going to know. Sorry, go ahead. I would also be interested to know how many of those were like supersonics days before they were even they had, you know, Harden and Westbrook and they were actually like an established team as opposed to him just being on a shitty roster, putting up crazy numbers. I'm sure he was putting up 40 point games in his first couple of seasons um, before yeah. they had an established team. But I also think that is worth factoring in. Some of these guys played for pretty bad teams. So the losses, the losses are going to come by nature with that. But I'm sure. I don't know if this is going to make sense out loud, but in my head it does. Like, I feel like guys, like, just off this list here, like, Jimmy Butler and, like, AD, like, I feel like since they're not as, like, high-level scorers as some of the other guys, like, when they get 40, your team's probably going to win. Like, you're going to have a high winning percentage because they're not getting 40 that often. But, like, Harden, it doesn't really surprise me that his number's that good because he's scoring, especially that, like, three-year stretch he had. He's scoring 40 so often that, like, the sample size is just so much bigger. Um, But also, like, KD, like, it's also not that surprising that his record's not as good because kind of like the same thing as Harden. Like, he's he's scoring 40 so often, you're not going to win every single game. It's just, like, a regular thing for him to score 40. I don't even think it elevates his team that much because that's just what he regularly does. Yeah. Or, like, Jimmy Miller, like, if he gets 45, they're going to win because that's such... That's so much more than what they're used to getting out the of the load that he's taken. I don't know if that makes sense, Alex. Definitely. So now I'm with you on that. You want to get to that? Yeah. So I'll get into the second group now, just to read it off, just to like we'll put the whole image together for the the superstars or the stars in this league, top fifteen, however you want to say it. So there was some numbers in here that surprised me. So I mean, the argument was was against Devin Booker. So he was he's he's 19 and 13 in his career in 40 point games. And obviously that's a winning record, but it just it feels like it should be a little higher, in my opinion. Uh we'll get back to that. Lucas 22 and 13. I thought that'd be a little higher too. Uh Kyrie 22 and 12. Uh Don, Donovan Mitchell is 15 and 11. Uh Brandon Ingram, I put him on here. He's two and three. Uh Jalen Brown four and four. Shea's five and two. Uh, Paul George, who is the greatest player of all time, according to a lot of 12-year-olds, is 14. And Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't play basketball, is 8-4. and four. Uh, So, th- I mean, that bottom tier, like... Oh, and then I, I didn't say this one, which really surprised me, actually. Jokic is only 13 and 8 40 points. Yeah, that surprised me a lot. Yeah. But I think we could all... I think we could all agree, most people in the NBA community, like, Jokic isn't necessarily at his best when he's scoring 40. His best game is more like 29, 15 rebounds and 12 assists. Yeah, like everybody else involved. Yep. It's like, okay, like the Nuggets probably won. Like, like, I feel like his equivalent to this stat is like, what's his record in 10 plus assist games? I feel like it's like. Or like record in games that he has a triple double. Yeah, a record in games that he has a triple double because he's just different like that. Uh, we know he's a dog, but I mean, that doesn't really support um, him very much in this or Luca. I mean, I'm surprised Luca's number was 22 and 13. That's not horrible. It's still good. I thought it would just be a little higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to get back to Devin Booker, I don't, like I said, I don't think he's overrated. I think he does sometimes tend to get elevated into a tier. We're going to get into our player rankings later. I think he does sometimes get put into a tier of players that he's not exactly in. Like, in I think end. at his best, you'll see him. I think at his best, he's like the seventh or eighth best player. 
I think that's his max. I don't think he, I think there's six or seven players that he can't be better than personally. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of like my theory on it. I know, like I said, it's not like the greatest stat ever, but I think it's a good indicator of like, I don't know, if you're a true superstar, I feel like you should carry in like your 40 plus point games when you're bowling, especially when you're a pure scorer like Bookins. I yeah. feel like his record should be. I know he was on a lot of bad teams, but still, go ahead. There's there's two things that stick out to me. Besides the Jokic thing, obviously, the two biggest things that stick out to me, number one, is how many 40-point games Luka already has. Yeah. It's kind of insane. <laughs> and how, I don't know, what's even at least five years, something six wow. years. Um, And then number two would be Kawhi only has 12 40-point games. Crazy. And I wonder yeah. how many of them were in that season in Toronto. Toronto. Like, I feel like half of them yeah. that year. I can't even think of a memorable Kawhi 40-point game unless, like, I can't even think of one. I feel like he, did, I I feel like he might have one. I literally can't even think of a 40-point game. Maybe he had one in that Bucks series like when he was on the Raptors. Yeah. I think he had one. When he went but, on that, just that playoff tear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he went on that tear. I mean, Kawhi's obviously a great player. He just, I mean, the number's that low because he does. He hasn't played basketball in, like, three years. <laughs> so, it's tough, tough to get those numbers up when you, you don't play. Uh, I know he has injuries. But um, anything stick out to you from from that second group, Miles? Um, I was actually surprised that maybe I shouldn't be, but I thought that Brandon Ingram might have more forty point games. I mean, dude, me I, too. I know it was just an I the same thing. Just threw in there, but it it seemed like not this past season, but the season before, he had kind of like reached a new a new level where like he was kind of like really tapped in and uh, or like t- tapped into what he could potentially be, and that. Um, he was having like those games where he's putting up big numbers and evidently maybe it wasn't 40 points, obviously, but I thought that he definitely had more um, than just five. And I saw that looking at his record, all of those 40 point games were once he was on the Pelican. So that's only within the past, the past three seasons. I figured he had more. Yeah. I thought he would have at least 10. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break here. When we get back, we're each going to go through our top 15 NBA player rankings. All right, coming back here, we're going to go through our top 15 NBA players. Um, so we'll go through five at a time. I'll start with my top five. If you guys have any any disagreements, feel free to chime in. So in order, um, I have Jokic number one. I have Giannis number two. I got Steph number three, Luka number four, and Tatum number five. It's a pretty good five right there. It's a pretty good five. I would imagine you flip flop at least one of those. Me or him? You. Okay, so I had I had KD four uh, instead of Luca, but I had Tatum five, and I had yeah. I had your same exact top five. Uh, other than that, I know Miles got something different over there. <laughs> I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> I had you have to do the MVP in the top five. Um, so I didn't necessarily have an order. I think Jokic. Is the best player in the league now. Giannis number two. Um, from there, I had Steph and B and Luca um, to round out. Um, I think I think B got to be in there. I think the reigning MVP yeah, has I to mean, be in there. Obviously, the argument against him is going to be nothing that he's done has translated to winning. Which is a completely fair point. I just look at where the Sixers would even be 
um, without him. This is what it, nothing goes. This is what it came down to. I I kind of struggle with the Embiid one because, like you said, like it's hard to leave the MVP off. Um, yeah. You're not taking off Steph, Jokic, or Giannis, so that leaves him with two spots. And I think I would just and you kind of have to have Tatum in the top five too. I feel like so. I feel like I feel like it comes down to Luca. At least for me, it came down to Luca versus Embiid. And even though Luca didn't make the playoffs last year, my logic was like, if I'm starting a team right now, I'd rather have Luca. Like I just rather have Luka. that. Position and style of player. I think I agree with you on that. Um, I, I think – no, I was just going to say, like, obviously Joel won the league MVP. I probably watched the Sixers the second most in the NBA out of any other team, um, and I know he's a dog, but I've also watched my Celtics beat him many times in the playoffs, and I feel like – his shortcomings in the playoffs are really what affects him here. Like, to be honest, even if he's been to a conference finals once or even a finals, I would he'd probably automatically be in my top five. But j- just the fact that he's never made it out of the second round in this year, I really did think like this. They could have beat the Celtics this year. Like, if he, I think if he played better in yeah, this, this was their chance court, to do so. I think they they could have. I think they could have made a run this year. And the fact that he didn't, I don't know, that like that lowered him a little for me. Obviously, he's still one of the best players in the world, but I needed to see a little more out of him in this this series against the Celtics. I know he was hurt. I know he was hurt. He's hurt a lot, but I don't know. I think I've seen the same story with him a lot, I feel like, for a lot of years. And until he's able to change that narrative himself, that's when I would elevate him. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. And I, I think that um, it's going to sound crazy to say, considering I do have him on time five, but, like, I, def- I definitely think that he's shrunk a bit on the bigger stages. Um, I think the difficulty is when he – obviously, he was compared to, to, to Jokic. That's, that's always the comparison. Jokic has the, has the advantage and the ability that he's able to – Create better for his teammates, get his teammates involved rather than uh, Embiid is able to. Um, but with Embiid, I feel like the, especially in the playoffs, it's like the load is all on him, and they, the the roster construction around him isn't well enough that allows him to, um, you know, not have to take take the entire load. And in doing so, when he is performing. It, and on those big stages, it doesn't like he strengths a bit just because um, it's easier to game plan around him when there isn't, you know, I don't want to say capable players, but the talent around him isn't what it, what it should be. And that's just how I think the, the Sixers roster construction is. And it puts too much pressure on him, again, especially in the playoffs, uh, to, to, to be able to perform the same way he does uh, in the regular season. I think that, I mean, obviously he doesn't have the same playmaking ability as Jokic, but if he were to have even a faster than um, he would stand out a bit more. But I still think that it's just hard to leave an MVP off of, off of the top five list for me. For me, and again, I probably am being very, 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 I will very say, much biased. But... I I will say this about Embiid. Um, he's had like such a weird career that like I have to give him credit for a lot of it. Like, I don't know how many guys that are like on that superstar level. 
could have kind of had the career that he's had and been in the positions that he's been in and still be this good. Like the Philly situation, no offense, Miles has been like a shit show for most of his career. Like obviously like they're pretty solid now. Like they were title contenders for a few years, but like the beginning of his career, like he didn't play for what his first two years, three years or whatever. And like, yeah, he was hurt, but I don't think he was like so hurt that he couldn't have played. It was more of like them not wanting him to play. And when you're in like an environment where you're pretty much losing games on purpose and you're not like encouraged to be winning or pushed to be winning at all. And then like the whole Ben Simmons situation was probably weird. That's fucked. He's been through a few coaches already. Now like the Harden situation is weird. He lost on that Kawhi shot. Like I just feel like there's been a lot of bumps in the road for his career. Which obviously there's bumps in the road for for every superstar like this, but I just feel like he's gone through like quite a lot. Um and is still at a high is still playing at a high level. So I'll give him props for that. And I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but he's it's hard to leave him out of the top five. It was just like a personal preference thing for me. I have him at number six, but you want to give him six through seven. Yeah. Um and I didn't actually pick do this in any order. Uh, from this from this tier that I do have, I would say in this tier, number six would be Tatum. And then I have well, KD and Dane. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. You gotta, wait, read that again, Miles. Sorry. Uh, Luke, or I'm sorry, Tatum. Tatum, I would definitely say of, of this tier, Tatum would be the, the top. Tatum, Book, KD, Brown, and Dan. Okay, Brown and Dan. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, my only my only gripe there is uh, I explained it in the last one. So you got book at what seven or eight? Of this, I'll put I'll put book. I'm definitely putting KD over Booker. Um, okay. So right. I was so he would fall. Was that six seven? I'm honestly I'm still putting Brown over Book as well. So in this, he'd be nine. All right. Okay. All right. That's not, that's not bad. Um, I kind of have, I have a similar tier to you. I have, if we're starting at six, so I had Embiid six. I flipped Embiid and Tatum. I had Tatum at five, Embiid six. I had Luka seven, LeBron eight. And then I had AD nine. And this is, this might be a little controversial. I had Kawhi 10. I think, I think, I think when playing, I think when he plays, I think he is, I think he's a top 10 player when he plays. I think after that run in Toronto, when healthy, I think he solidified himself. And I've, I've been very critical of Kawhi for not playing basketball over the years. But if we're just going like fully healthy, I would take him over. Like he could even move out more if he was healthy a lot. Um, but yeah, I think my main thing with these, with uh, five through 10 here. Uh, I still have LeBron over Booker. Um, obviously, I have Luca over Devin Booker because he kind of owns him. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that's kind of what I have. I like I like the Kawhi pick. I I didn't have him in the top fifteen at all. But I mean, really? I guess okay. I might. I mean, the stipulation well, is the health. Obviously. Yeah, it's more health based, and like yeah. I know he hasn't been healthy. 
So I have him beat six. I think you had him beat six too. I had Durant seven. Um, and I'm like a huge Kevin Durant guy, so it, this isn't like a shot. Like I think I think if he's healthy and like in a so good maybe. situation, he's like actually skill wise like top four probably. But I just think like if I'm starting a team today, that's kind of how I viewed this list. Um, okay, I have him at seven. I have Booker right behind him at eight. So I think that's kind of I think you guys had him what nine. But he's he's in that eight got, to ten range probably. I got him lower than that. I got did you say Booker yet? No. No? Okay. No. I have uh, <laughs> I have I have LeBron at nine and A D at ten. Very similar. But I honestly like thinking about it now, I, I could even flip LeBron and A D. That might be like a nine A, nine B. Like they're pretty much on the same level to me. Um, obviously LeBron's like an all around better, like playmaker and everything like that. But I think that, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put 89 LeBron 10 just because I think like the Lakers success kind of rides on AD being their best player. And I think that their best yeah. AD is their best. player. I, I just, I basically, I just think AD is the best part of the team. Like LeBron is probably going to kill no matter what, but if AD's not playing well or hurt, the Lakers aren't going to be very good but if AD's playing at a high level and is healthy he raises the ceiling for them um and he's you See, know considerably younger yeah I, I was the biggest thing with AD is always at this from this point on this point on is always going to be health um but I think even even when I see him play at times when he is healthy he just I've seen too many times he just doesn't show up um it's almost like he he's on the court and he's just not existing. And obviously, you know, he's capable capable of performing way better than goodly taking over a game. Um, but to have that ability, and then too often you're kind of just in the shadows of, especially with that with that line they have. Um, like like you should be if 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 Bron's off the court, you should have the, um, you know, the kind of like this killer instinct to like. This is my time to to go in and do what I have to do. And like too many times, when is one off the court, and it seems like eighty shot away from it and just hasn't hasn't stood out the way that they, I think that he he's capable of doing. And like I think that he should. Um, I think that you know skill wise, he is like obviously a top ten player. But for those shortcomings that I see sometimes from him, left him outside the top the top ten. Um, neither of you had been right. And I, I do want to just clarify, like, my, go ahead. I was just going to say with Dame, I feel like his question has kind of been health recently as well. Um, so I think him and AD kind of would have been like interchangeable then for me, but at least with Dame, you know what you're getting when he is on the court, as opposed to, again, AD sometimes, you know, falling short of, what he is capable of doing, I would just rather have somebody. Um, I shouldn't say rather. I probably would rather have AD right now. What we're doing, but for, for for the ranking purposes, I'm putting a uh, Dame there at ten above AD just because again, you know what you're gonna get from him every single time that, that he's on the court when when he is playing. So that, that's that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I want to clarify my list really quick before I get into the 10 to 15. So I, I put it in tiers. So I had Jokic, Giannis, and Steph as a tier one, which is great, okay, which okay. is best players in the world. My tier two was KD, Tatum, 
Joel Embiid, Luka, and LeBron. And in my opinion, that tier is like these players either have or at their best when they're playing their best can and will be the best player on a championship team eventually, or they've already done it. Like, so KD and LeBron have already done it. I think Tatum and Bede and Luca are all ones on a championship team. And that's like my tier two. So that's only eight players. And then I have my, my tier three is, um, I mean, I have, I'm doing 10 to 15, right? So I can just yeah, do that. Okay. So I had AD at nine. I have Kawhi at 10. I have Dame at 11. I have Devin Booker at 12. I have Jimmy Butler at 13. I have Shea Gilgis at 14, and I have Donovan Mitchell at 15. Uh, I think once we get a little lower here, I'm fine. Like, if, if you guys are interchanging some of the people with other people that I don't have in the top 15, I probably wouldn't argue you that much. Uh, Donovan Donovan and Dame scored 70 points this year, uh, so I think that goes for something. And I think, I think Donovan Mitchell, uh, I think he's such a bucket getter. Uh, he, I think he was so good on this Utah team, too. He, he really fell short in the playoffs this year, which is disappointing because I feel like he usually plays well. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like he's been good in his playoff career for the most part. Uh, Shea, he's up and coming, averaged 30 last year. Uh, he's a dog. Uh, okay, so he's going to be good this year. They're not even a sleeper. They're going to be good. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, he did, didn't play great in the finals, have him at 13, um, but he, he, put on, he put on a show against the Bucks uh put on a couple 40 point games so he when he shows up in the playoffs i think he's a top 15 guy uh devin booker this is probably i don't know how controversial this is i have him at 12 i have him behind Kawhi and dame i think he had a great playoff run this year he averaged what 34 34 8 7 something like that on insane efficiency again though kind of going back to my empty stats argument the Suns' record this year in the playoffs was six and five. They only won one more game. They lost. I know they ran into the Nuggets, but I think I think if you interchanged KD and in, in Devin Booker last year in the playoffs, in terms of if KD was that one giving you those numbers, I, I think the Suns could have beat the Nuggets. I think it, I think it's cool. different when KD has forty, which is thirty five on that efficiency, than when Devin Booker does it. I don't know. That's like no, a vibe Booker, thing to me. I don't know if that can be. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that can be like quantified. I mean, it kind of was earlier, um, but yeah, I don't think. I don't think Devin Booker is a one on a championship team. I think. I think if the Suns, this might be controversial. I think if the Suns want to win a championship in the next two years, while they have Kevin Durant. I think they need to make this Kevin Durant's team and let him be the one because I think I don't think Devin Booker is good enough to be their one. And I know that they have three superstars on the team, so it might be different every night, but I think it needs to be solidified as KD's team if the Suns want to win a chip this year. Not to get off topic, but <laughs> I just think I think KD is definitely still a level above Devin Booker. And I see a lot of people arguing that Devin Booker it's his team, and I, I just I don't know if I can get on board with that yet. I think I need to see a little more from him. He's obviously a dog, but I need to see a little more. My question would be: so, is, it, is it Book's team because he's been there, or is it Book's team because people believe that he is now above KD? I would argue that people probably think that it's Book's team is because he's been there. And KD's the new guy, even though you know, yeah, it's KD. Whether mm-hmm. it should be the case or not, it's always up for debate. Yeah, 
it's kind of like the warrior situation, except at a lower level, kind of watered down. Like the yeah. Warriors were Steph's team. KD won the two finals MVPs. I yes. guess you could have a similar thing on the Suns where, you know, Booker's been there for a while. So, you know, it's quote unquote his team, but Kevin Durant is, you know, the guy at the end of the games. But yeah, I think it just, just goes off that. Go ahead. Um, so my my list and your list are really similar, Derry. So yeah. I have Shea's at Shea at number eleven. Uh, first team All NBA this year. It's kind of hard for me to put him any lower than that. Uh, I got Dame at twelve, uh, Jimmy Butler at thirteen. If, but if there was like a playoff, if we redid this for the playoffs, I would put him much higher. It's just like regular season. It's hard to put him any higher. I got Jalen Brown at fourteen. Who you don't have on your list. I think we have fourteen of the fourteen of the same. But yeah. I have Jalen Brown. You have Kawhi. And then I got Donovan Mitchell at 15. Um, I think there's a lot of recency bias in this stuff. And just kind of what I saw from Donovan Excellent. Mitchell in that Knicks playoff series is yeah. kind of what knocked him down so low for me. Like, I would have had him way higher because I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. But that was just kind of really concerning. And then even, like, the 40-point game stuff we were going over, I think he was 13 and 11. Yeah, 15. 15, 15 and 11. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, like, that, uh, like, in the bubble when him and Jamal Murray were going yeah. back and forth a lot. Um I feel like he's he always has like huge games, but like isn't always winning them. Yeah, and so just a little concerning. That's why I have him that low. Um, and the one thing I'll say about I don't know if it's Shy or Shay. I, I kind of go back and forth with what it is. I'll just call him SGA. I feel like he kind of benefits from the fact that he hasn't really had the opportunity to to like blow anything yet. Yeah, like he's mm. he's been in situations where he has no expectations, and like he's great. Um. I have him at number 11 in the league, and he was first-team All-NBA this year. But I think that maybe this time next year with more expectations or maybe the following year, I think that he may be viewed a lot differently because I think everybody's in love with him right now. And, like, he is great. Like, I'd yeah. love to have him on my team. I think he's awesome. But he's not – I don't think he's held to the same – he's a lot younger. Yeah. But I don't think he's held to the same standard that pretty much everyone else in the top 15 is um, because, like, there's – Everyone on this list is ridiculed for not winning, but he really hasn't done shit at all. Like, he made a playing game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but granted, he's been in worse situations. He's younger, but I think that we kind of have to grade him with a curve just because we don't we don't know how he's going to do in big moments. But uh, you have anything different in, to wrap up your top 15, Miles? Mine was very similar to actually. Well, so you included... You included uh, Jalen Brown and yours. This is where I have Kawhi. ECU had Tier Pryor, correct? I didn't have Kawhi. You didn't have Kawhi in his top fifteen. Oh, I had Kawhi him. At all. I had him, him in this tier though with you though. Okay, okay. Um, so like I mentioned, I had interchange and Damon like eighty were kind of interchangeable. His were AD um, here at eleven. Um, Shay. 12. Um, again, it's, it's first first team all NBA. Um, I like what you just said, Phil. I think that's that's like a really good point as far as he hasn't had too many expectations. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see um, you know, how they perform this season of a healthy check. Um, they're, they're, they're a young team. So I don't think that the expectations for them should be uh, through the roof, but uh, certainly I think they're going to be expected to be. 
playoff team, whether it be them in the play and making the playoffs, but they're, they're definitely going to be expected to um, be in the postseason. And if it comes down to a playing game, I know Shane's going to be expected to um, you know, do what he has to do to, to, to get them there in postseason contention. So, um, but no, I think that he's definitely worthy of, of a top 15 spot. He might be in top 10 by the end of the season. We'll see about that. Um, then I have Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jimmy Butler, and, and Kawhi. You two spoke on Mitchell. My thing with Butler is, I don't know if this is the case for you all, but Butler definitely came in my top 15 solely because of his playoff performances. I don't think you look at Jimmy Butler as a top 15 player just in the regular season. But when, again, he comes in a playoffs and performs the way he does, it reminds you that, oh, yeah, like he, he is like that. Like, he is a top 15 player. Like, is, that, is that how y'all thought about him as well? Like, had he not had that playoff run that he did, would he still be in either you top 15? Probably not. I mean, he's a really good player. I feel like he make. I feel like he makes third team All NBA every year. I don't know how many he has, but I feel like every year I just look up and it's like, oh, Jimmy Butler, third team All NBA again. Uh, but his yeah. his playoff stat, his playoff performances, a hundred percent elevate him. Like, I, I don't know if it, if he wasn't dropping forty every playoffs. Like, I think he's arguably between the thirteen and whatever, 13 and 20, even if you want to say. 20 might be low, but, you know, the 13 and the 18 spot yeah, this is where I would put him. Yeah, I just think it, remind, it reminds everybody, like, how good he actually is. And granted, I'm sure he could do this in regular season if he wanted to, but it's, it's, it's not needed. Like, he does what's needed of the team. Like, the Heat kind of – it's all about the Heat culture. And, um, you know, I'm sure Spolstra has, has you know, his, his system was in regular season. I think that he needs to be perform. You know, don't have those 30, 40 point games in the playoffs um, when it isn't really necessarily needed from him in the in the regular season, which is why he doesn't get, you know, the shine that some of these other guys get. But yeah, for me, his playoff run definitely put him in the top 15 for me. Um, and then Kawhi, I, I think that Kawhi, he is a top 10 player if he's healthy. Who knows if he ever is going to be consistently healthy anymore? You would hope so because of the talent that he is. But, um, yeah, like what he can do on both ends of the court, he, he he's definitely a, a top ten talent. You just have to hope that um, he stays healthy this year, um, you know, and perform how he has has in the past. Coming coming back from what he has now, a knee injury is that what what held him back in the playoffs this season? But um, but yeah, I mean, it's like fault you kind of have to have him in there, um, knowing how good he is when when he is healthy. So that was my top fifteen. I have a list of notable exclusions here. Yes. Just to go through them quick. Let's hear that. Um, so I have Kawhi on here, but you guys have. Like, I'm not really going to argue against it. It was just like a health, a health thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I got John Morant, um, Jalen yeah. Brunson, and Julius Randle. Those might be a bit biased, but I mean, Julius Randle was an all needed player. I don't, so he was a I don't think you actually believe it. <laughs> um, then I got Fox and Sabonis. I got Wembenyama. All right. I got relax. Harden, Harden, Siakam, Trey Young, Bam, Zion, Paul George, and Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Kyrie. Yeah, for notable exclusions. Well, I guess you could make a at least some type of argument for any one of those guys, and I would hear it. Yeah. I guess. Um, you know, some of them are definitely a stretch, but. Yeah, I, don't know. I think we all have similar uh, lists, so there's not really I much to be there. You wouldn't be basically. A- the same exact list 
Uh, you had Jalen Brown yeah. instead of Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, fully healthy. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm taking Kawhi <laughs> over Jalen, but maybe I'm biased in the wrong direction there. I agree with you. I agree uh, with you. Zion, I think, is easily when healthy, even though he's played, what, 12 games his whole career? <laughs> Never is. I think when he is healthy, he's a, he's a top 10 player in the league. Dude is so I think good. So. Uh, was that? Yeah. Yeah, you think top ten? Yeah, when he's fully healthy, I think that dude can change the NBA. Like he is—he's ridiculous. Like I saw the stat. What was it? Um, players to average like twenty-five plus on sixty percent from the field. It's like Shaq four times, and then Zion. <laughs> it's something. It's something like that. And like I said, like he barely plays, so I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna argue until I actually see the dude on the court for yeah. a reasonable of time i just think he's a great talent so that's why i have like i would agree with him in honorable mentions uh yeah and the rest of them here they're all good players what do you guys think about ja if ja has nothing none of the off-court stuff going on is he top 15 for you guys i was honestly considering putting putting ja above Kwai, Kwai leonard seriously um yeah and it wasn't even about the off-court stuff either because, like, I'm not factoring that into how good a player is. Um, he, he, he's young. I think that, I mean, I mean, not quite. I'm sorry. Ja has kind of had his own injury concerns as well, but that's more just because, like, if his reckless play style, he's kind of gotten himself into – kind of gotten himself banged up. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, he – he could be in there, but I'm basing I'm based that off of um Kwai's, Kwai's kind of like stability and with the idea that this season he will be fully healthy. And I think that a fully healthy Kwai over a fully healthy Ja Kwai ranks higher. Um but I agree. He, he was he was the idea of being a fifteen spot um, instead of Kwai Leonard. Yeah. I think uh I also think if Ant Edwards puts together a good year, he could get into that top 15. Like, so some guys on these exclusions, I think are, there's a ceiling to them. Like, I know Julius Randle has made second team, all NBA and third team. I don't think he's a top 15 talent. I think he's a really good player. At this point, like, I don't think Bam's a top 15 talent. He's he's in that 15 to 30 range for me, wherever you want to put him. Kyrie... I don't even know what to say about him. Carl <laughs> uh, Anthony Towns is a great talent. I don't think he's – I think he's shown that he's a, a, at best a two on a championship team. He does not have that dog in him. Um, I think Jalen Brunson could sneak into, like, that 15 to 17 range, honestly. He's he's a dog. He's really good. Uh, Are we sure Donovan Mitchell's better than him? I don't know. I think he's more talented than him, but I think he's. he's, he's, he's yeah, Jalen Brunson seems like he really like, affects the Knicks organization as a whole. And like you have him on the best, basically probably the best contract in the NBA right now. And just like the mentality the Knicks were playing with this year, it just it felt like Jalen Brunson's team, not like Julius Randle's team yeah, anymore. Like yeah. he he needs to get the ball more, and the Knicks the Knicks can be. Top, they won't be a playing team this year. They'll be like a five, five, four seed, maybe, maybe six. I don't know. But I think he's gonna show out next year, like a lot. Newly married man can be playing with a chip on his shoulder, ring on his finger. 
and they ball in. I think the Knicks are going to be the three seed. I think it's going to be Celtics, Celtics, Bucks, top two, and Knicks number three. I don't think you want They're better than the Cavs. I think they're better than the Sixers, especially like you see what happens with this Harden thing. And I mean, who else is there in the East? The Heat. I mean, I don't, uh, maybe if they get Dame, it'll be different. But they're not really a regular season team. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a Knicks conversation, but I think that the big thing that I I kind of just got from you, Gary, was like it's it's kind of like a talent. Like top fifteen talent versus top fifteen like actually best yeah. player like Cash yeah. probably is a top fifteen talent but he's yeah. not a top fifteen player and like Zion's a top fifteen talent but he's not a top fifteen player for like Brunson and maybe like I mean Sabonis is kind of a stretch and Siakam's yeah. kind of a stretch but like those guys I wouldn't say are top fifteen talents but they could like be a Trey top could 15 Trey, Trey a top fifteen talent he could he could, he could be but he's not a top fifteen player yeah, he's not a top fifteen player yeah. You be top fifteen. It's a good conversation to have. Um, you guys got any any more points to make? No, I think we all had pretty. What's the biggest difference yeah. we had? I think you guys just had Booker higher. I than think I you did. you would having Booker, Booker so low. Yeah, I had Booker lower. Than I got. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, we had we had him at six. So I mean, yeah, okay. not that big of a difference. But pretty pretty similar list. Yeah. Um, but. Anywho, we'll let Derry go here. We'll take a quick break. Um, hang tight. All right. Coming back here. Thanks to Derry for coming on, first guest. Um, yes, so sir. we had already mentioned in a previous episode about hot, <clears throat> excuse me, hot dogs being an outdoor food and kind of teased doing a, an indoor-outdoor food draft. So something kind of fun and a little silly to do here. Uh, you want to do indoor, indoor or outdoor foods first? Let's do, let's do indoor first. You want the first pick? I'll let you be my guess. You go ahead first. All right. I've kind of mentioned this in the last episode. I think that I'm going to take cereal number one. Um, I think that that is definitely an indoor only food. Obviously, there's exceptions to everything. Like maybe you could have it outside on the deck or something. But I feel like maybe it's because most cereals like sweet and sugary, just like bugs flying around and stuff. I just would never yeah. eat outside. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take cereal, cereal number one for indoor foods. Any specific kind that'd be like 100% off limits? Outside. It's uh, a good question. I feel like you could, like I said, I feel like you can get away with maybe like a Wheaties or a Cheerios or Rice Krispies outside, <laughs> but maybe like a. Maybe a tricks, a tricks or a fruit loops should be strictly eaten indoors. You know, like the colors of Buffy attract the bugs. Now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. with you on that though. I already mentioned I'm like super like finicky when it comes to like milk in general. And I don't know why, just like the idea of like my milk hitting the outdoor elements, it sounds crazy. But like the idea of like my milk hitting the outdoor elements just doesn't doesn't sit right with me at all. Um, so I'm with you on that. Wait, real quick. Let's, real quick. Yeah. I don't know why I think that, I don't know why I'm having this thought right now because it could happen with any food really. But for some reason, I just feel like in my head, if I was to eat a bowl, maybe it's a bowl, but I just feel like eating a bowl of cereal, like I could just I could envision in my head like a leaf blowing and landing in the bowl. I don't know why, but. 
that's part of my reasoning for for making it indoor only food. <laughs> and I just I couldn't do it. I just think that that's just another reason it has to be an indoor only food. It could be worse. It's a land inside the cereal, so leaf would be horrible. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna stick with the breakfast theme that you're on. I'm gonna go with pancakes, and like, there's not really any specific reason, but for me, pancakes. I, I just think that once you maybe to the point of like the the sweetness, like once you add the syrup and like just the sugary. The, all the sugar from the syrup and whatnot. I just think that it's something that needs to be eaten, like, um, in, a, in, a, in a more comforting environment. Outside isn't always too comforting for me. Um, so just set your plate. Plus, it can get, you know, it can get messy. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really have too much reasoning behind the, the whole pancake thing, but I just I don't envision eating pancakes outside like i think i think breakfast in general should be in indoors like if you're gonna be eating outside breakfast it should be like a piece of toast some fruit a donut something like that but when you have like something of like the substance of a, of a pancake and all that just have, have it indoors i don't know why i do just think that i mean i guess this kid i don't know why i'm not thinking of it but i just feel like breakfast food is more like susceptible to being eat like you're gonna get attacked by some type of animal almost like like i said like a leaf could land in your bowl of cereal but like a bug easily could too and what if you're eating pancakes with syrup and a fly flies by and gets stuck in the syrup on your plate <laughs> or even like if you're having a piece of toast and like a bird flies up thinking you're feeding it or something like, i don't know what about breakfast food makes me think that but good pick my second pick, I'm going ramen noodles. Um, oh, you fucking sold mine. I think that it's a particularly a late night food. Ramen noodles should probably... I mean, you can eat it when the sun's still up, but I think it's best served at nighttime. Um, and I think that if you're going to be eating food outside, it should be when the sun is still up. So... That's one of the reasons why. Uh, number two, it's also in a bowl, and I'm not big on bowls outside. And I think that soup should be eaten indoors, so that's more also like a soup argument here. Yeah. And also like a, I don't think you should be walking around proudly with ramen noodles outside. Um, oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Them, but it's not something to be showing off. So ramen noodles, my second thing. Yeah, no, I definitely have soup on mine. And to your point of um it not being something you should be eating outdoors that's going to segue well into my next pick i was going to say this for later i was on the kind of on the uh, edge of even having it on here um but i'm going to and i'm gonna say the flaming hot cheetos um yeah no uh. primarily primarily to your point of like it's not something that people should even see you eating like if I see somebody eating a bag of flaming hot Cheetos, I'm a, a thousand percent judging them. Um, whether that be right or wrong, I'm definitely judging them. Um, so you shouldn't even want to be seen eating them in public, um, let alone eating, eating them at all. But that's that's besides the point. Um, so if you do or if you do choose to engage in, uh, you know, allowing yourself to consume that garbage, um, at least do so indoors so people can see you to judge. So. Um, it's a hundred percent 
again, it, it shouldn't even be consumed at all, but that's 100%. Um, an indoor food. Plus, you also need to be very close to a toilet when you have those. So, indoor, indoor for sure. Very good point. I'll make that pick. Uh, my third pick here, I'm going with any pasta dish. Um, so, this could be any meatballs. This could be um, lasagna. It could be eggplant rollatini, something like that. Um, because I think that my main reasoning is I think that you need a lot of other like accessories with this. You know what I mean? Like if you want like grated cheese on top, salt and pepper, you're going to need probably a napkin to wipe your face, maybe a piece of bread. Um, you're going to need a fork. Like I feel like there's a lot going on that you're going to be, you need to be seated at a table to eat like this type of stuff. I don't think you could just be like walking around outside or like sitting at, you know, sitting on like a swing or something, eating this type of thing. Um, so I'm saying any pasta dish. Yeah, that was actually something I was thinking about, Abby. But after further, further evaluation, further thinking, I couldn't disagree more because I just picture like the picture the scene. You're sitting on like a like a nice fancy restaurant. Maybe they have like a it's like a restaurant that has like a balcony, like a nice little outdoor view. And I'm sitting there and uh, napkin tucked in a shirt and you're being served some like a nice thing of pasta. I just imagine like you're out in Italy and in, 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 in Italy doing so and like I don't know. It's something that just seems to be like an yeah, elegant yeah, no, you're right. Like a, a a plate a plate of spaghetti outdoors in Italy. Granted I've never been to Italy so I don't know what the what the scene is like, but this is just what I'm picturing in my head and um yeah. No, I I just couldn't disagree more with, with the pick. Okay, you know, I, I, that thought crossed my mind, too. Um, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. All right. My next. What are we going with? I have a few options here. Um, I'm going to go with Chinese food. Chinese, Chinese takeout. Chinese takeout. I, I I just I just don't see a situation where, because if you order Chinese food, you're 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 going to sort of pick it up or having it delivered, and it's delivered right to your door, or you're picking it up and you're coming right home. I don't see any reason why you're getting Chinese takeout and then coming home, and for whatever reason eating outside of your home, or like getting Chinese takeout and going to the park and deciding to eat at the park. Like that just isn't something that. That, that you would that should even cross your mind to do um so just it's not even like that it shouldn't be consumed outside it's just the thought the thought to consume it outside shouldn't even be an option um so that's more or less why it, it just has to be strictly an, an indoor food that's a good one i didn't think of i feel like you make a good point about if you're picking it up or like getting it delivered like there would be no reason to eat it outside but now that I'm thinking about it, it is almost like I feel like it's easy to eat it outside. Like if you're eating something out of like one of those little cartons and all you need is like chopsticks or a fork, like it is pretty easy to just walk around Go and home. eat it out of that. But Go like you home. would never do that. I think that's a really good point you make about like, I, would, I would hope not. If I would you're hope getting not. it delivered or picking it up, you're never eating it outside. You're eating it at your house. That's that's a bit I like that pick a lot. I didn't think of that one. Um so this is gonna be my last pick here. Something I don't even eat. Um, I have steak 
as an indoor food. Now, I guess you can make the argument that, like, like you said, if you're at a nice restaurant and have a balcony or something, you could. But my thought with this one was, like, if you need a fork and a knife to eat it, then it should be eaten indoors because you should be seated at a table. Um, like I said, with, with a few accessories going on, whether it be some type of sauce, a glass of wine, glass of water, something like that. Because um, when I was thinking about outdoor food, I wasn't necessarily thinking about like sitting down like on like a balcony of a nice restaurant. I was thinking yeah. more of like if you're having a picnic or if you're like in a hurry and you're walking somewhere, like you're grabbing something to eat from like a like a corner store, like grabbing something from like, I don't know some type of grab and go stuff and you're kind of moving with it. So that was kind of my logic about the, the fork and knife thing. So this is my last pick for indoor food. I got steak. Uh, yeah, not, not, not a bad way. I understand your point, but not necessarily needing to be, you know, outdoor in a sense, like again, being on a restaurant. I get that. I get that. I'm thinking too specific. Um, I feel like my last is going to be like, Kind of questionable, not questionable for me, but to others, maybe a bit controversial. But I'm going to say an apple because apples are like a, a bit too handsy for me. Like I don't eat apples myself, but it's it's, a, it's obviously you get to hold the apple in your hand to eat it. It's a bit handsy, so like I feel like you should be indoors anyway because like if you're outside, you're touching stuff. Like your hands are getting dirty, and then you're touching the, again, touching the apple. Plus. Um, there's still like leftovers. Like if you have an apple, you still have the, uh, what's it, is it called? The pit? Is that what the middle of the apple is called? So like, it's not core. even easily core. Yeah. The core of the apple. So it's not even easy, easily disposable. So like not walking around, that's you going to let it. You have to, you have to explain it due to the man above. You choose it to let it outside. Um, again, besides the point, but it's not even easily disposable, so like you're not even walking around with the core of an apple in your hand. And what are you gonna do with it? So not only are your hands dirty because you're probably touching things outside eating an apple. Now you have this trash you're just holding it with you. And I imagine that 99 percent of people are just gonna toss it on the ground because like like respectable civilians and they'll just do that. So I just feel like just to avoid even all that stuff, just hand it on doors. I got to say, I disagree quick, with that easy one. Easy just to pick up. I get it. It's easy to pick up and go. So you just pick up an apple, all that stuff. But then what do you do with that? You're just holding on to it. You tell me. Well, if you're, if you're like, if you're, pick, what if you're picking apples at an orchard or something? And you grab one off a tree and you're eating it off the tree. Shouldn't it be washed first? Yeah, I think it should, yeah, I think it should be. be. Again, I don't eat apples, so I'm not, the expert I'm not the expert on this, but I'd imagine that the apple should at least be washed first. It should, yeah, no, it definitely should be. I guess that's a good point. Like, you're going to have to bring it inside to wash it regardless. And then you enjoy it. Honestly, it's not a horrible thing. You, you got any honorable mentions you want to go through? You want to move on to the outdoor? Yeah, I can do some honorable mentions. I was also thinking um, this is a beverage. It's, it's it's not a food, but I was thinking like hot chocolate should probably only be fed indoors, um, which is going to sound kind of crazy because like obviously a lot of people have like hot chocolate at like fairs and stuff like that. Um, 
I feel like just the most ideal time to have like a, a glass or whatever, a cup of hot chocolate would be like fall, winter, you're indoors, you have the, uh, you have the, um, the fire, the fires, uh, what's it called? Your fireplace on something yeah. good on the TV, the, 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 the blankets on, you're just like in the comfort of your own home. It's just like a more comforting, a more comforting feel than, kind of being hustle and bustle outside with a thing of hot chocolate. I just feel like the most appropriate way and the best way to consume the hot chocolate would just be to be indoors. Um, so I'm not saying that it only should be head indoors, but it's best that way. Um, and then also, also on my list was an apple pie, a warm apple pie. Just, <laughs> you know, you just, you have it for dessert at your, uh, Stuffing, stuffing yourself with whatever dinner you had. Just think that like a, a warm plate of apple pie, or a warm slice of apple pie, should just only be had indoors. There's no reason to take it on the go with you. Because at that point, it's not even going to be enjoyable. My quick thoughts on that: I the hot chocolate crossed my mind for a second when coming up with this list, but I have to strongly disagree because I know you get a fake Christmas tree, right? Yes, 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 yes. So I've always gotten a real Christmas tree. And when you're out getting a Christmas tree in the middle of December and it's freezing cold, you're going at night after work or something, and the place that you're going has hot chocolate available, you definitely want to be carrying around and sipping on a hot chocolate when you're looking for a Christmas tree. That's my first point. My second point, if you're ever at an April or October baseball game outside, you definitely want a hot chocolate or if you're sitting in a win- outdoors at a winter football game, you definitely want a hot chocolate outside. Okay. Those are three things I've never experienced yeah, in my life. That yeah. So that would be that would be my argument for hot chocolate. Um being outdoors. Or well being both really. And apple pies, I agree that I agree with you it should be indoors, but I just think of like I feel like it was like an old, like you see it in old movies or like old sitcoms, like a hot, or like even cartoons, really. Like, I feel like I see this, seen this in like Tom and Jerry or some shit, like a hot pie on the windowsill that somebody <laughs> like steals off the windowsill or something. So that's my only thought about that. But I do agree that apple pie should be uh, an indoor food. Um, moving on to the outdoor food. The fact that even Coach Ron is insane. <laughs> Outdoors, I'm picking easy the best pick that you could have on here because I think that you only can it's prepared outside. Um, but s'mores, s'mores is, is easily the number one pick for outdoor food. Okay, I don't think there's any reason. I don't think there's any reason why you should have a you should you should be preparing s'mores. Get it, get the uh, graham cracker and the chocolate and all that <laughs> stuff ready. And then you walk inside with this. Like, what the hell? What are you, what are you even doing? What are you doing with yourself? You take it right out the fire, get everything on there, and take the bite right away. You don't, you don't walk inside with it. I love it. I love that pick. Easy, um, easy number one. My, my first pick, you're not going to be surprised by. I'm going hot dogs. Um, I've made the case already. You should be eating it if you're at, like, a barbecue or cookout, whatever, off, fresh off the grill. Or you should have it at a baseball game or like at a golf course or something. Um, should not be eaten at a table or with any utensil. Um, and for that reason, I'm taking hot dog. Don't want to be the dead horse. 
Yeah, you already know I disagree a bit with that, but um, for my second, I'm gonna go with sunflower seeds. Now, I think that I can Ooh. I can admit that like I probably I probably had been victim of like buying sunflower seeds in my younger days and just like eating them indoors, spinning them in a fucking paper towel or a cup at home. But yeah. let's, let's be honest, that, that's that's not the respectable way to, to, to do so. You're outside, you grab them on the go, who knows where you're going, but you're showing them, spitting them out on the ground. Um, it's, just, it's just such an outdoor thing. The baseball players do it. Um, you did it as a kid. I don't know about you, but like I know like around my way, like people used to have sunflower seeds like hang out their back pocket, like looking cool, it's like a little aesthetic to them as well. Have it hang out your back pocket, you whip them out, like, oh, what flavor you got? I mean, you got like the, what they have, they have the cinnamon on it. The original, obviously, barbecue. So you're like, you always hate to see what yeah, flavor man. that you have. Yeah, the ranch, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's like the whole aura of sunflower seed is like, and it should be an outdoor only thing. So despite me, falling into the category of having had them indoors previously. I'm a new man now. Um, haven't had sunflower seeds in a while, actually, but um, from this point on, myself and anybody else that I see should only be having them outside. I love that pick. Your first two picks I absolutely love and did not think of. Um, I will say, like you, like I grew up eating sunflower seeds. Like I grew up playing baseball and stuff. So like I have had sunflower seeds inside maybe a handful of times, spinning cup. And I've also heard of people like I've never done it, but I've heard of people like on long car rides with a cup, like like chewing on sunflower seeds just to kind of yeah, whatever, stay focused during driving or whatever, whatever. But um, great pick, like that pick a lot. My second pick for outdoor only foods would be a soft serve ice cream cone, specifically a cone. Um, sure. I think it's like actually. Number one, you're not going to have an ice cream cone in the winter. You're going to have it in the summer, so you're probably going to be outside anyway. Um, and it's also like the type of thing that melts quick and it gets kind of messy. Like you always see it with little kids all over their face, dripping down their hands or whatever. You kind of have to have a napkin on the cone. Like that's not something to be eaten indoors. Um, so 100% outdoor food. So specifically soft serve ice cream in a cone. Yeah. If I can add to that, I don't know why I had mine like details so specifically because I also had it on my list. I said ice cream, ice cream cone straight from the ice cream truck. Okay, okay. agreed. Side <laughs> note: Did it have Mr. Softy in New York? Is that a thing? Did Mr. Softy in is, New York? Not, not, not where I live. No. Okay. There's an ice cream truck. I think there's two ice cream trucks, but neither of them are Mr. Softy. Yeah, he's in my neighborhood. Um, anyways, though, to my next pick. Another food that I've never had before, but I swear that it's something that should only be had outdoors, and I very much could be wrong, but coconut. I've never had coconut before. I don't even like coconut-flavored things, but there's just something about the tropicalness of a coconut that just makes me feel like it's something that should only be had outdoors. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you ever had co- coconut before? Can you? Well, are you are you saying like actually eating a coconut or drinking like coconut yes. water? 
from the coconut. No, an actual, you know, an, an actual coconut. Well, I guess maybe the well, yeah, not like so, not like a, a bottle, not like, yeah, not like a packaged beverage, nothing like that. That would seem like coconut water. That was your yeah. Well, I'm saying like I, I don't like coconut flavored. Like I've never eaten like a coconut or anything like that. But recently, shout out Chen. I went to uh, the Culinary Institute of America (CIA) where Chen went to school, mm-hmm. and it had like this whole like event, and it was like Tulum, Tulum's in Mexico, like this Tulum themed event, and like they were giving out like actual coconuts with like straws in them to drink like the actual coconut water out of, like the freshest coconut water you can have. So like that did happen indoors. But, like, I don't think, I mean, this is, it's literally, like, the number one culinary school in the country. Like, I don't think that would be happening at most indoor places. And they were doing, like, a Tulum theme, which is, like, a tropical location. Um, so, they're, they're so an exception to yeah, this rule. They're, they're in a, that, that situation is an exception. I do agree that, I mean, I would never eat a coconut. I don't even know if that's a thing. Like, just eating a coconut like that, but. Can I ask how, how was the coconut water? I love coconut water, and this was like the most like fresh coconut water I've ever had. It was good, very good. Damn. Yeah, I've never had coconut water. I'm not much of a. You never had coconut water stuff like that. No, I don't. I don't, I don't experiment with stuff like that. He, I just stick to the basics: water, orange juice, and alcohol, <laughs> and lemonade. My uh, my next pick is kind of going off the coconut pick. I have a pina colada here. Um, okay, which is a drink of food, and I guess you could have it inside, but like when I think of a pina colada, I think of like a beach, specifically like a tropical beach. You're on vacation, sitting on the beach, drinking a pina colada, and I mean, you could get it at a bar, but I feel like the best type of bar to be at would be like a beach bar, you know what I mean, to have it, which is more, which is like outdoors. Um, so you could make the argument for it being indoors, but I'm, I'm gonna say. Pina Colada is an, out, an outdoor beverage. I guess it's only right that I counter that with a beverage of my own. Um, an alcoholic beverage at that as well. I'm going to say an Oktoberfest beer. Um, specifically an Oktoberfest beer. Now, typically, I shouldn't say typically, but like I, I, I have had an Oktoberfest beer indoors plenty of times. But I think that the most appropriate way to have one would be like at a an outdoor brewery. Um, I was actually first introduced to the Oktoberfest at like a uh, Oktoberfest beer at a beer festival in like around that time of the year. Um, and it just like, I don't know, like, like the whole like vibes of the event with the, with the theme beer. I don't know. Just like the beer being that theme and then being in the outdoors, the autumn, you know, the leaves are falling and whatnot. It just all came together very well, and it made us feel like to me that like, yeah, this drink is probably only acceptable to be had, like in 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 this type of scene, not like in a crowded bar at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, I like that pick. I like that. I've never had an Oktoberfest, but I like that. You never had like a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I've had Sam's Summer, never had Sam. Yeah, no, I've never had a Sam's Oktoberfest. I've had Sam's Summer, that's it. You're missing it, you're missing it on the Oktoberfest beers. You gotta, 
hit hit the, hit the local spot this this season and grab. They're they I actually love that. It's probably my favorite kind of beer. Damn, I guess I gotta try it. Definitely. Um, I'll put you I'll, I'll put you on with the good stuff when I come across. While we're in the beverage, specifically alcoholic beverage uh, theme here, this is the last pick I have, and it might be a little bit of a reach. But by the same logic of my pina colada pick, I'm taking a rum bucket. You ever see those rum buckets that people get like on vacation and stuff? I don't even know what that is. It sounds, it sounds like sugary and like disgusting. Like a big bucket. And it's like, it's, no, it's like a huge bucket of like rum, but then they have like juices and stuff in it, and it's all colorful, and it's usually made to like share, so there'll be a few straws in it and whatnot. Um, uh, but yeah, it's kind yeah. of the same logic I don't had about drinks, Nicolata. Too sure, like you're going to drink that down on the beach and sip on it yeah. on the beach. Um, so it might be a little bit of a reach, but that's that's my last pick for outdoor foods. Yeah, no, not not a bad. That, that that's exactly the uh, the idea I have with like those shareable drinks outdoor again at a beach, at your resort, poolside, all, all, all the above. Um, yeah, those those things just destroy me though. As far as they're just, they're just too sugary. They they kill me. <laughs> they 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 do bad things to me. Yeah. Um. I see. Did you have any any honorable uh, mentions for this one as well? That's all I have left. You have any more? Ones I had that thinking back, I probably should have been included. I feel like anything like anything that's served on a stick. So like a corn dog, like a corn dog, a, a, like a shish kebab. You know, is that what they're called? It has like the uh, like peppers and shrimp and like pieces of chicken, but you just eat, eat them off the stick. I feel like anything like that is definitely like an outdoor thing. It's like you get like a food truck or like a food fest food festival. There's no reason like I'm sure restaurants do some of that stuff. Like there's no reason why you should be ordering that at a restaurant. You get that outside on the go. I like that a lot. It kind of goes hand in hand with like with my, with my apple being an indoor only because. They, 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 my arguments kind of like play, play in hand with each other on, on this one because you're holding the stick, so you're not handsy with the food actually. So it's acceptable to have it outdoors because they like, you don't worry about touching the food, you're just eating it off, you're biting it, eating it off the stick. Um, so it makes it a perfect, perfect setup for you to have out outdoors as opposed to again an apple, which I said should be only eaten indoors where you're just too handsy with it. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that a lot. It's a good point. Something I should have thought of. You got any other ones? No, nothing, nothing, nothing worth mentioning. All right. We'll take one more quick break here. Hang tight. All right. To wrap up here, we're going to do a quick guest of the year, um, as we have been doing. Um, so it seems like you're kind of the top of the leaderboard here. So I'll let you choose. Do you want to guess first or give hints first? Giving the hints first, putting the pressure on you. All right, yeah. Let's get it. Oh, did you say give me the hints uh, or give the hints? I will give you the hints first. Okay, okay, got it, got it. So as, as always, what would you like first? Let's go. Let's go MLB today. So this is actually all New York theme. Guess the guess the year for you. So 
this will be all related to New York team. So uh, in this season, the Yankees won over 100 games. Okay. Well, that narrows it down to probably 100 different years. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go NBA. In this season or in this year, New York Knicks had an all-defense second-team player, Charles Oakley. Give me the NFL. And in this season, the New York Giants had two pro bowlers selected to their team. Uh, from their team, Michael Strahan and Jesse Armstead. Any hints to you that you need repeated? I'm ready to make my first guess. Shoot. Was it the year that we were born? <laughs> It was indeed the year that we were born. Nineteen ninety-eight. I think I, I, I think uh-huh. I think I made it too easy by giving you Oakley. I should have just left it as a yeah. New York Knicks second all all defensive second team player. I was looking. I was looking to be and Giants for you. And I think they honestly giving me the Giants uh, all pros or Pro Bowlers, whatever whichever one it was. Because I thought at first I'm like, all right, it was Lawrence Taylor. I was thinking a little bit earlier in the 90s. Uh, like, if you wouldn't have said anything, I would have been thinking Lawrence Taylor probably, and I was going to guess like 93 or something. Straight oh, my gosh. I got to turn the heat up. I got to turn the heat up. Oh. So good that job, is worth. I give it to you. Three hits, one point. First guess, three points. So that's worth four points. Um, do you want your NFL, NBA, or MLB? VA man, you know it. In this season, Mason Plumley participated in the slam dunk <laughs> contest. Okay. Um, I, I actually remember this. I don't remember this year, but I remember participating. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I wasn't even for the dunk contest. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> After you get to let me know the other participants, um, it's hilarious. Um, I, don't, I don't have a guess. Let's go. Let's go. MLB. In this year, Zach Granke started in the All Star game. Okay. Yeah, I have the time frame, but. Mm. We'll just go with the. We'll go with the NFL. I don't think it's going to help at all, but why not? In this year, the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner was Anquan Bolden. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all I did was I confirmed the time frame of years I'm looking at. Possibly, hopefully. 
if it had one distinct year, I'd be throwing darts out here. So let's see. Slumley probably came in the league in like 2011. Nah, probably too early. Probably 2013, 2014. He probably came, he probably got the electors at the dunk contest year two. I'm going to say 2015. Did he cheat? I'm looking, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. Yeah, that's right. 2015, that's right, yeah. I'm out here throwing darts. That's a good-ass guess. Can, and that's also good-ass logic. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured he had to have been young when he was in the dunk contest. Yeah. Everything else was giving me it nothing. It was 2013 Honestly, draft and 2015 dunk contest. Yeah. I figured it had, it had been early in his in his career. Can I ask who else was uh, inside the dunk contest? Do you have that available? Yep. It was Mason Plumley, Victor Oladipo, but when he was on the Magic, not when he did it on the Pacers with, like, the Black Panther mask. Mm, okay. Uh, Gian- Giannis and Zach Levine. I have to imagine that Mason Plumlee that was out in the first round. I actually have to look up those uh, dunk contest highlights when we get off of here. <laughs> he had I have to. Down. I have to see them. <laughs> yeah. We think the dunk contest uh, is bad now. That's that's hard. That's like peak bad. But anywho, good episode today. Once again, thank you to Derry for coming on, being our first guest. Yes, um, sir. A little housekeeping here just to wrap up. Please continue to listen. Please continue to share. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you consume podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is the Catch Podcast One. Um, and then again, mailbag. We want to do some mailbag stuff. Get some people engaged and get people, you know, involved and build a community here. So, if you have any questions, have any comments, any topics you want us to talk about, anything you want us to check out, whether it be, you know, old sports highlights or. Uh, you know, music, movies, TV shows, anything like that. The email is thecatchshow1 at gmail.com. So send in whatever you got. Um, but thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again to Derry. Any parting words, my Appreciate friend? Appreciate you, Derry. No, man, like, yeah, like you said, thank you. I appreciate Derry um, joining us, give, giving us the, the idea of the 40-point uh, you know, scorers and in, in, in their records and doing so. Again, like anybody who has – any similar topics or any topics in general, like you mentioned, man, let, let, let us know. Send them to us. We'll definitely uh, we'll love to go We'll go over them and, and, and discuss. And maybe you can be on the hot seat, too, with us. So share, can continue to listen, and uh, we appreciate the support. We'll catch you guys same time next week. Thanks again. Peace. Peace.